0: This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. What's going on, you good humans? Welcome to guest episode 139 of Good Humans Podcast with the main man, Frankie Lee. Big thank you to our sponsors, Drink Arepa. These guys have been supporting the podcast for a really long time. If you're someone who likes to take care of your brain and is super conscious about different things to look after your health, then I suggest you go check out drinkarepa.com. Learn all about the science behind this neuroscience uh, beverage, all natural ingredients, black currant flavored juice that has these other ingredients like L-theanine and pine bark extract, which make your brain perform better short term and have good benefits for your long term brain health. Head over to that website, drinkarepper.com, use the code goodhuman, big 25% off everything over on their site and you can learn all about the science over there. You can also check it out in Coles and Woolies, grab one and yeah, let me know what you think. would love to hear what your experience is like with it. Also, if you want to learn more about The Good Human Factory, the mental health workshops I've been running for big corporate groups like Apple, McDonald's, Telstra, Red Bull, Amazon, plus many, many more, all kinds of industries can benefit from a nice mental health workshop. So if you want to learn more about that and get an info pack, head over to thegoodhumanfactory.com, click on the workshops tab and you can find all about that. Also, use the code podcast over on thegoodhumanfactory.com, pick up some of our merch, the um Men's stuff is getting very close to sold out, so if you're thinking about getting some, go check out if there's anything left in your size. Still quite a few women's things left, so go check that out as well. It'd be super appreciative. Okay, today's episode, Frankie Lee, far out. I've been watching this guy's podcast clips and also episodes of his podcast for the last year or two, and he's just fascinating, such a... Expert in the field of educational content, but also just has so much knowledge to share. He's been through quite the journey in life where he's gathered all of this knowledge, and we talked all about it. He grew up over in the UK and, yeah, had a pretty nice upbringing, but then found himself over in Australia after a few setbacks and a few challenges, like we all go through. He was like, you know what, I need to go make it over in Australia. And yeah, that he did. He was a shop fitter. He was a boxing coach, and then he worked in sales because he realised, you know what? That's how I'm going to get ahead in life financially is to learn how to sell stuff. And from there, he had a crazy idea and opportunity, and started a thing called Content Removal, where ContentRemoval.com, where he gets rid of content online for um, <coughs> celebrities and high profile people. And yeah, he absolutely killed it with that. But then he started the Frankie Lee podcast because he wanted to share his knowledge with people. And now it's one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And it's just incredible, the people he gets on, the conversations he has, and there's so much knowledge that he has to share, which he shares plenty of in this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, do me a huge favor, share on your social media tag, both myself and Frankie Lee. You can find both of us in the show notes. Also, go hit that like and subscribe button. It takes not long at all, but it really helps us move up the rankings. And yeah, best thing you can ever do is just tell a friend about the podcast. If you got some value out of it, I'm sure your friends will as well. Let's jump into it. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast, Frankie Lee. How you go, my man? Mate,
1: I'm uh, I'm good, mate. I'm not I'm not as dashing and as good looking as you, but I'm trying. Do you know what I mean? I'm having a good day. So yeah, oh, mate, how are you?
0: I'm, I'm very good. It's uh it's a bit later for me, 7 p.m. I don't you, I usually actually switch off screen time at 7 p.m. But when you were like, can you do this time? I was like, absolutely, I can for you because you're over yeah. in, in the UK right now. I,
1: I'm I'm in the UK right now on a, on a little bit of a, a detour from the on the podcast. I've I've been um podcasting in in dubai and uh miami and la and i'm just having a little bit of a stop gap um before i I properly kick off again in february do you know what i mean
0: yeah it's it's so important to have that rest i literally i've done two episodes a week and edited all of them myself for the last two years and i took my first two weeks off over this period far out it was so needed it was so needed
1: it it it's a, it's a, it, there's more to a podcast than what people ever conceptualize and consider when they start one and oh. to get it to the to get it to the level that you dream of there's 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 10,000 more hours of work than what anyone will ever see and you, you 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 know you know the game mate you know the game it's like it's one of these things like it's an iceberg a podcast is an iceberg people see the people see the peak people might see when you start popping up but before there's a big base below it that you have to build a lot of reps you have to do to even be able to converse with people the way that you're doing so credit to yourself mate for doing that many episodes
0: no it's been fun i mean it's been a cool journey i'm like getting close to that million download mark which i'm sure you can tell me all about the day you hit your first million downloads it's um going to be a special one but man I'm really excited to get to know your story and we're going to catch back up to the podcast cuz that's what you're doing now but the question I do always open good humans podcast with is what are you grateful for in your life right now today
1: I'm 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 just I'm mate I'm literally grateful for even just you know being being able to do what I love you know being able to do what I love being surrounded by uh, you know having a good base a family base around me I'm I'm just grateful for like how life is is well I believe I believe in this statement all of life comes to move ease joy and glory you know and all of life flows to move ease joy and glory is is an even better one but I just believe that in every area of my life like wh- whatever's meant for you won't pass you by and I, I I'm I'm just grateful to be here and to be doing what I love and to be try- finally putting out a voice to the world that I believe can actually help people move forward rather than you know just you know, we can all make entertaining content online, we can all do this, that and the other, but I just believe I'm making something that actually impacts people's lives and actually moves them forward and and, and shifts their perspective in what they're in. So so I'm just grateful to be able to do that whilst I'm here, whilst I'm on the planet, you know what I'm saying?
0: Mate, it's so special. It's like you've learned about service early enough in your life, so many people kind of get to their later part of life or make all this money and then go to service, but it sounds like you're so dialed in with yeah, trying to give back, and so much of your content, which I've consumed and been super inspired by over the years, you just never know the impact that some of the words that you share, some of the content that you create, can have on people. And your stuff is seen by millions. So, dude, you should be super proud, and it's amazing that that's something you're grateful for.
1: Mate, mate, you you say so, like some some episodes, you're right, they are seen by millions of people and hundreds of thousands of people, but some episodes aren't as well. You know, like you you get ups and your downs and. You you're as only as you're as only as good as the reps you did three months ago. Essentially, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you, you 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 never you never. Mm-hmm what i want people to understand from this podcast is you you never arrive at a destination your whole life is is this one long journey and and then you turn off the road and then you come back onto the road and then you you're off down this dirt track and then next thing you know you're you you're back on back on the road and then you have to step three three steps back and like there's no there's no predetermined path and 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 the beauty the beauty of life is this that every one of us that is That any one of you that's listening to this podcast none of your journeys are going to be the same they're all going to be inherently different mine has been up down left right backwards breakups this that the other (laughs) you know having to work a job up you know go you know sending myself broke at certain points in time like struggling to eat like all all these things that 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 no one sees and that that is that is what i call like beautiful the beautiful pain of pursuit and you get, mm. and you you get the opportunity every day to have the beautiful pain of pursuit. And yes, some people won't know what that is, and and some people won't resonate with it because they don't exactly know your story. But just mm. know that your story, your story couldn't have been written any other way. Otherwise, it would have been.
0: Yeah, I like to look at it, think of my life like a book. It's like. You're not going to just skip to the end of the book and read the end of it. It'd be a pretty boring book. You've got to read your way through the chapters. That's like life. There's going to be chapters with the excitement where things are going your way. There's going to be the chapters that create the drama that make the next thing better. That's why I like to like, no matter what, you're just going to keep going through new chapters in life until you get to that final chapter.
1: Well, with actual books, I always do read the end because I like to know where they're taking me to because if i don't like if i don't, if i don't like where the book's taking me i'm not going to read the book because otherwise they're wasting my time and i and my time my time's um i value it so it's like i can't afford to to waste 2 hours reading a book if the end destination is not even the one i want to visit what about that if makes the sense? book
0: yeah, it does, but that makes sense for m- in my mind if it's like a book that involves a journey of some sort, if it's a self-development book or something that has different chapters that have different studies of research. If you just go to the last chapter, you might miss some good stuff.
1: No, because in the last chapter the author summarizes his thesis. So, for argument's sake, Atomic Habits, if I was going if you were going to read that and you'd never read it. If you read the if you read the summary, um, he he's, uh, James Clear summarizes his thesis as to his whole conceptual in the last chapter. So he so you can su- you can read the summary of of what he's condemned. So basically, he just takes the whole book and then he goes summarize. Boom. See what people don't realize is that um, in all these publishing houses, the the every have you noticed how every book has to hit like three uh, two hundred to two hundred fifty pages. Every book is two is that long essentially. That's because they need to hit that, that quota to be able to publish it. So some of them have had a lot taken out. Some of them have got a lot of filler in them as well. So you don't, you, you want to be, um, you want to, there's I'm a lot of books of with so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm conscious of how much filler is in, is in it. So there's so many books that you can read two or three chapters of, get the concept and then implement it in your life rather mm. than, you know, just reading on and on and on and on. Because basically I, what I... happens is they present the idea, they present the idea, Habits are habits are a good thing to form, right let's just look at James clear. He presents the idea. Habits are a good thing to form. then he presents you with research to back the idea, research to back the idea, example to back the idea, example, example, example. The summary is habits are a good idea because of this, this and this and this and this reason. now would you if, now you can implement them in your life in this this and this and this and this way mm. that's what I mean you can You can literally save yourself a hell of a lot of time if you know how to read. Yeah, to take to the fro- concepts fro- on. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Intra- I, I mean,
0: on. I'm, I'm going to have to try and try that out with my next book. I've got plenty that I need to read, so maybe that'll help me get through them a little bit quicker. But far out, we're going to go through so many topics today, I know. But I want to get to know your story a little bit because, like you said, there's plenty of ups and downs, and I do do Good Humans podcast a little different to uh, a lot. I like to go on a bit of a chronological journey because I feel like people can relate to different parts of people's stories. Right now, someone might not be able to relate to someone with a – Big podcast, amazing business that's thriving, but they might be able to relate to the part of you where you were a boxing coach and felt like you were not where you wanted to be with your identity. I've done a bit yeah. of research and know quite a bit of your story, so I want to go back to the start. What do I need to know about your childhood, your upbringing until high school that might give me a bit of an understanding w- who you I were was, as a youngster?
1: Yeah, I was brought up. I was brought up in like um, in England. We have a class system, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like that in Australia and I'm sure we'll touch on that about my experience in Australia but we definitely have a class system in England and whatever class you're born into it kind of predetermines what you're going to what you're going to do in life so if you're if you're born if you're born on one of the if you're born on one of the council (laughs) estates in the UK um you know you're you're born into this environment that is hard you're fighting on the street there's drugs there's, there's 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 insecurity there's broken homes and all this that and the other if you're born into the higher class in the UK you're born somewhere like Chelsea Kensington Essex you've got money you've got cash your family buy you a range rover for your first car and if you're born into the middle class like i was the dream is to have the three bedroom house the bmw mercedes on the driveway to 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 live that suburban life to have a job that pays you 35 to 40000 pounds a year to have a pension and that's kind of what you what you what you're taught by the school and and, and the system that you're in. But it just so happened that my sister was quite um, uh, IQ level, intelligent girl. She got into a good school in Peterborough and I was surrounded by a a lot of um, wealthy kids um, in secondary school, so to speak. And I kind of realised that there's more to there's more to life than just operating at the kind of level level that I was predetermined to operate at. So. Um, when i when i left school i i didn't have the i didn't have the grades to stay on do sixth form and all this kind of stuff that we do in the uk so i, I stepped into carpentry and joinery and, and and became a carpenter and joiner but knowing full well that eventually i was learning the trade to to have my own business to step out to do more to be more to to all this kind of stuff you know so Obviously, I, I went. I blasted through my advanced craft because when I was a child, just stepping back into that childhood, my dad, my dad, because I was over hyperactive kid and all this like, and the other, he would he would teach me carpentry in the garage like three or four days a week, you know, to keep mm-hmm. my mind occupied to teach me. So when I came to that apprenticeship at sixteen years old, now I blasted through it as a carpenter because. I, I, I knew how to do dovetail joints I knew all this stuff because my dad had been teaching me like carpentry cabinet making since I was a, since I was a child so it's like all, all that all that kind of all that kind of ch- that childhood there that that mix in I went through I went through a school life where I got in a lot of trouble not bad trouble like you know doing drugs or you know all this other stuff that people do these days just but playing up at school a bit j- just 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 trying to get people's, like, people had a predetermined, um, like, estimation of where I was going to end up, and what I was going to be doing, and I didn't like that, they were setting me in a box from day one, I remember day one of school, for argument's sake, and I walk in, and it's a a school where everyone's like an, uh, a B, A, A, and A plus student, Um, at that school it's just it's just one of these prestigious schools that you go to and it's just like they're the people but I wasn't there I got in on the sibling ruling so my sister's there she's talented and this that and the other so I so I I, I'm there and I remember the first day mate there's two three hundred kids starting this year seven in this English school it's 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 one of the best schools in Peterborough where, where, where I'm from and I walk in there and at the start imagine this 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 is what this is what put the 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 monkey on my back to do what i've done in life the, the 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 head of the year stood at the front of the school there and said um, here's here's the here's the list of learning support children that need to go stand over there right and there was there was me this lad called Kamal Danji and there was like three other kids on this list and the only reason we were classed as learning support is because we were C level students now imagine that a C level student at every other school in this country would would have would have been would have been would have been in set two set one got and 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 added value to but because of that I was segregated straight away in this in this school and imagine that so you're segregated in front of all these people so instantly day one these other kids have got this impression that you're thick that you're that you're that you're not worthy so all my school life of secondary school was. I, I spent being the joker. I spent be I, I I I was never like bullied or anything like that. But I had to I had to earn my respect back in the school because I lost it on day one when these guys put me in a frame that wasn't my frame. So mm. I I can I but that I thank myself every day for that day because mm. that day changed the rest of my fucking life because I and realized that. I already had it. I already had the drive already. I already knew what I was going to do. I already knew exactly what I was on the planet for in terms of like I knew I was here for a bigger purpose than what I was doing. But mate, that lights a fire under your ass. Mm. When someone says to you, when someone, when someone basically says to you, Hey mate, I've never met you before, but I'm putting you in a box. And this box that I'm putting you in is a box that I've predetermined Mate makes you look like an asshole to everyone else. So I'm going to put you there and you're going to sit in it. Right? It's up to you now, whether you sit in that box and or move through life now what how i want to relate it to your audience listening to this is simply this right there is a box in your life that you've been put in at some point someone's put you there that you shouldn't have been in mm. now it's up to you to break out of that box and step out of it and and some people have gone their whole life cooper and they've never stepped out of the box they've been put in um I'm trying to give with mm. that story. I want to. I want to give people permission today for whatever box, whether you're put in a box by a parent, whether you're putting in a box by society or this, whatever to step out of it because it's mm. from stepping out of it that you can go and achieve great things.
0: I love that. It's it's just all about <clears throat> just unlearning some of the self beliefs that we learn. I, lo- I love the stuff that Dr. Nicole Lapera. Um, who does the holistic psychologist in LA? She's amazing, and she talks about like you're not your thoughts, but then you're also not your self beliefs. And I'm actually reading this book at the mo- moment called The Celestine Prophecy. It's really fascinating. I don't know if you've heard about it. Anyway, you'll have to read the last chapter. It's um, it's really interesting, <laughs> and, and, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's talking about the fact of unlearning the way that your parents treat you. Kind of like the way that you you were talking about your school putting you in the box. Your parents treat you in a certain way, and there's all these different sort of chronotypes that we all fall into. And once you can learn yours, you can also unlearn it and take yourself out of that box.
1: Yeah, bro. I, 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 it, my my mum's a classic one for 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 trying to bring me back into her reality, even though mm. I don't live that reality. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. I, 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 when you're when you're out there and you're swinging for the for the fences, so like I've gone from carpenter until it's earning twenty five thousand uh, pounds in England, and we'll go through the journey, but I end yeah. up in Australia, and then I end up with the kind of company that I build and everything I do, I end up being able to do a hundred grand in a day. When I was in the kitchen in England, bro, and I and I signed a hundred grand deal in a day and got and got the cash in the bank, my my mum's my mom's. My mom's Thinking I'm selling drugs. She's thinking I'm, I'm like, I've just added value to the marketplace and they've paid me proportionately to what I'm worth. And she, and she's like, but, but other people are earning 25 grand a year. Like, I'm like, yeah, but that, I'm not other people. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So
0: I feel exactly you, the same, my man. With when I was when I'm building my thing, I've had my mum be like, "You should be working doing this to get you like twenty bucks an hour." I'm like, it doesn't make any sense in my head to do that. It just it isn't my reality. I'm like, now that I can earn five thousand dollars an hour to go and speak on a stage, how could you ever go back to the twenty five dollars an hour when you realize there's more reality out there? It's, it's it's interesting from your parents.
1: Well, you, well, yeah, you get you get paid. Um, Proportionately to the value that you bring to the world, but exactly. most people are taught taught, and you're conditioned at school and in your childhood. You're conditioned to swap your time for money. Mm-hmm. Swapping time for money is a shit exchange. Swapping your swapping your um, value for money that's different. You mm-hmm. know that. So 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 it's, so, it's, uh, so I've worked my whole life ever since I came to Australia in 2014. I worked tirelessly to learn how to bring more value to more people to the marketplace so that i could clip the ticket and i'm not talking about clipping the ticket obnoxiously i'm talking about look if i've brought you a million dollars worth of value then i can charge a hundred thousand dollars if i've brought you 10 million dollars worth of value then i can charge more money can't i so it's like it's i just this whole psychology of thought to me um it has just has just been. My mind was blown open, mate. As soon as I got to Australia, I mean, Australia. Yeah. I, I I can't tell you how much. I mean, I got a passport and everything in Australia now, but I can't tell you how much and how grateful and and the, the the people. I love the people. I love the country. I love, I love the abundance of the place. I mean, Australia, bro. Is I've been all around the world, bro. Australia is the is oh. the most elite country in the world, Man, and the Gold Coast
0: too, in particular. Is just like oh. I'm, yeah, I'm lucky it, I've spent it, it, many time around the world and you come back here and it's just like, not many places like it. Nowhere like it.
1: No place, no place like it.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to catch up to your part of the story where you get to Australia, but there's a chapter or probably a few chapters before we get there. So I just want to not rush through, but let's go carpentry and boxing. How, um, how you felt so, yourself. S-
1: yeah. So, so car, so. Car carpentry, boxing, and Australia are all involved in the same kind okay. of timeline, really. So I think I think you'll kind how of wrap it you, up. For people, way? I'm 35 now. 35. Okay. I know I've, I've had a hard life, bro. <laughs> <Right. I> li- <laughs> but I, no.
0: I, it fascinates me. Yeah. So let's talk about that that journey from carpentry, boxing to Australia. Because what Australia's so, is almost 10 years ago. So yeah, up to yeah, probably four years of boxing, and then Australia. Tell me how you got here.
1: So I ta- so I take I take you back. So the years like. Um, I've now in 2011 i would figured right I'm working on a building site swapping my time for carpentry I was doing English heritage work I was earning £11.50 an hour at the time which is the minimum wage now in England right now for doing highly intricate work and I thought to myself right I need to find a way in this carpentry thing to to earn money but I didn't have enough experience to go out and start my own business and I didn't really want to start a business in carpentry anyway. So I saw this um, opportunity to go and teach in teach carpentry to prisoners, right? So I so I applied to teach carpentry to prisoners and I get this job. And I thought that I would be teaching men carpentry in prison. But it turns out that I'm teaching female women in in prison carpentry so I end up in this female prison I'm now this carpentry teacher and I'm expecting the first day to have this shop full of like these old spinsters that have done this that and the other and like you know all this old but because the 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 like all the people had seen like there was this young guy coming in to teach carpentry my my uh, carpentry workshop was like filled with like (laughs) you know stripper that's been arrested for spitting at a copper and all it's like all these different all these, like it was crazy right so i'm now i'm now, the biggest thing in psychology i've ever learned is being locked in a room for a year with like 12 15 women with with tools in their hands that have been that have, that have been told by society that they they've got to be locked up, but yet in their same in in that same breath they've got a saw, they've got a chisel, and I'm teaching all these women how to do carpentry, and and it was, I just learned the whole psychology piece of how you of how you how you manipulate how the how the world will manipulate them, how the world will manipulate you, what you got to watch out for this that and the other So I, I learned all this psychology piece from there, and also allowed myself to get more money, and then I realized. Being locked up in a... I'm basically being paid 35 grand a year at this point to be locked in a room full of women which sounds fucking great to a lot of people but to me it was like... I'm spending half my year in prison now, so that didn't sit well with me. Because now I'm mm. conditioning myself to be a prisoner because I'm putting myself in the in the predicament, right? You are what you condition yourself to be. Mm-hmm. And I thought, right, that that's I don't want to be around criminality because I I can only rise to the level of my surroundings. Mm. So I thought, right, I'll I'll, I'll I'll I saw this other job teaching carpentry, and it just so happened to be at one of the most prestigious carpentry colleges in the country. So I took this job and this was £35 an hour now. So I've gone from like £20 an hour or whatever to now £35 an hour. So I'm stacking, I'm stacking this, I'm trying to put this cash away. I'm trying to do this, that and the other. And then, and then I, I, I taught in that college for a little bit and I thought, you know what, this isn't, this is not it either. Like there's got to be more to life. So this is where the step back comes in. I realised I've stepped along this path that I shouldn't be treading. I'm now at the mm. top of the game in my thing, but I, there's no there's nothing beyond this level. You know, I'm not gonna be this guy that's gonna run this car. I I've got more in me than that. So the step back to me was to go back on the car on, on the carpentry tools. But the thing was, I step I step back on, I I go back into carpentry, it's now 2000, 2013. It's now September, right? It's starting to get colder in England. I'm working on this church in the middle of this field, putting this new roof on, it's been affected by fire. It's all that kind of work. It's intricate work, but you know, it's kind of like it's, it's cold. We get to December, and 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 it's. I'm talking now. It's minus fifteen with minus fifteen with a wind chill factor in England, the coldest winter on history. And on Christmas Eve, I'm there sheeting this roof down on this church to protect it, and my hands are are curved over. They're bleeding. It's just like. And I thought to myself fuck this i'm i'm gonna just do what i said i'm gonna do and i'm gonna go and I, i've seen this Bondi rescue i've seen holly valance in neighbors i've seen all this australian stuff going on i want that because i'm telling you now if 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 it's anything like that unbelievable i'm gonna do that so i booked myself this on christmas around about christmas time i booked this one-way malaysian airways flight to australia right i get my visa it's granted in 24 hours and i've booked it for like uh i think it was ju, ju- july july fourteenth the flight was july fourteenth in two thousand um two thousand and fourteen right so i got i got i go i go um I, I let's fast forward six months i've worked i've now been working three jobs i've been i've been well not actually four jobs i've been working on the tools of the carpenter to save money mm, i'm now working i'm working as a doorman to stack cash to save money so i'm getting people trying to Trying to fight me in clubs and trying to hit me around the head with bottles and all this kind of shit for ten pounds an hour extra. Then I'm then I'm got, then uh, then I'm I'm training I'm training fighters and and working one to one clients with boxing as my boxing training stuff and we'll step into that because um, I was on the, I was in the pursuit of being a professional boxing trainer and, and trying to get to elite level in that. And then also at the weekends I was going out with my bricklayer friend and we were and we were working together and we were stacking we were stacking cash and. Just work in private jobs and all that stuff. So it gets so, so we stack all this cash. I said to my bricklayer mate, Why don't you come with me? He came with me initially to Australia, but only stayed there like two or three months and then went home. But let's just go back to the flight. Even the flight over to Australia was crazy. It's like we get, we book on this Philippine Airlines. um, It wasn't Malaysian Airlines, it was Philippine Airlines. And the stop off is in Manila, right? And I don't know if any of you have ever been to Manila but but it's a horrible place. it's a it's a, it's a horrible it's a horrible airport a horrible place the airport was like a shed so we so my we're, so biggest
0: so ever surf competition win in Cloud 9 in the um Philippines mate
1: you <laughs> got you got to do it we we <laughs> even on the flight over I knew my life in Australia was going to change me forever because there, back in 2014 there was a typhoon or, 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 or tropical storm that hit Manila Airport whilst us in Manila Airport, and when we took off, we took off into a typhoon, right? And um, it killed fifty people at that airport that day, right? And you and you, we took off, and our plane took damage, right? So we we've, we've flown off, and our planes took damage. So we have to, I'm meant to be going to Brisbane. We had to make an emergency landing in Darwin Airport. So imagine, I've never seen Australia. I've got Holly Valance in my head over here, as this, as this, as this every woman looks like Holly Valance. I've got this epitome of Bondi Beach, and now I'm landing in Darwin, my first ever time in Australia. Bro. Everyone looked like Crocodile Dundee. It was just, everyone was wearing khaki. I turned to my mate and I said, fucking hell, like this, I think I've made a mistake here. Do you know what I mean? Like this, this, is, this isn't what I was thinking it was going to be. But when we got off the plane because we made this landing in in Darwin Airport, we get off the plane and we look back, and and there's fucking like literally, literally like damage on the plane, bro. Like, like little little holes, like some where some branches have hit it and some other stuff. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like we've limped this plane to Darwin, right? So we we. We we stay there for a couple of hours, then we fly on to Brisbane. I arrive in Brisbane. I think to myself, oh, "Fuck this!" Like Brisbane, you got to remember Brisbane. Brisbane now is not the Brisbane ten years, like eight nine years ago. It was it was like a small country town back ten years ago. So you land there. I thought to myself, again, I've made a mistake. But what happened from there was I I moved into the Gold Coast, and bro, like my life just just. I I remember the first day being on the Gold Coast. I walked out onto the beach and I just sat there. And I I was in, I was welling up in tears, bro, because you've got to understand that I've spent, I've spent all my life living in the cold, living in the wet, living till 26 years old in the miserable weather, miserable conditions. Like the people aren't exactly the most happiest at all times of the year here. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm sat on that beach, bro. And I'm just, I just, I just took my, took my heart, my soul, everything like all in one move. And, that was the that that was my kickoff that was that was how carpentry intersected in australia and yeah that that was it bro yes, that so that's yes. that, that, that was the day my that was the second day of my life really changed i'll tell you Dude,
0: that, that is a sick story and you told that so amazingly i'm sure you've told that many times but that was um i, I, that was I haven't journey. told it in much that much detail like, <laughs> bro, that
1: I, I that like that was fun that was
0: like such a crazy story man and wow that's incredible but and, here, and then here you are, Australia, for nine years. So I'm excited now to hear what it took once you got to Australia to assimilate. As well, I mean, the good humour factory, the work that I do is all around mental health. I don't know how much you want to go into it, but you seem so driven. Have you had moments where you've doubted yourself? Or is it just like, yeah, how did you yeah. get this bulletproof mindset? Do you think it comes through the boxing training that maybe we'll talk into this chapter now? But I just know so many people will be listening to you going like, Ah, oh, but I, but you know, there's that victim mindset that so many of us fall into, and it sounds like, and and we we, I feel like anyone who even isn't at all in a victim mindset has moments in their mind where they go there for a second and then come back out of it. How do you find yourself with such a clear vision, such a clear so, purpose?
1: So it wasn't always like that, you know. Yeah. I, I, it, it, my, my, my vision was clear from the moment that thing happened to me in school, and then and then when I got to Australia, what I found was. Like I wanted this beautiful life for myself mm. but you find you you find there's lots of things that trigger you like are you worthy enough for this life you're living like you know I what' there's so, so much going on in my head Cooper like you yeah. you don't understand like so um, so I'll give you an example bro like yeah, when exactly. I came to Australia i want I really want you to, I really want the audience to understand what I came yeah. with because if they if they understand that then they can understand how far this actually has come. Mm. I arrived in Australia with six thousand Australian dollars, a bag of clothes, a set of boxing gloves, and a pair of boxing boots. Right now, you imagine when you arrive in the Gold Coast, you've got the most a beautiful array of women in the Gold Coast. But they've they've all a lot of them come from like wealthy families. A lot of them have got money. There's, there was I saw girls like eighteen years old when I arrived. Bearing in mind I'm twenty six at this point, eighteen years old driving, um, driving like. Range Rovers, and this and the other. and I was like, this blows my fucking mind, like, I, I've got, I, I've I've just got $4,000 left in the bank, after I've bought food and paid rent, like, what the fuck, like, this, 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 this is, this is crazy to me, and there was a lot to overcome with that, because I, because the, abu- I'd gone from, like, you know, a decent level of living in the UK, but, like, very standardised, to, like, opulence, abundance, you know, sun, sea, sand, sand, Beautiful women, beautiful cars, beautiful everything was beautiful, and everyone had more than me, bro. And and it was like, you just, I just felt, I just felt like fuck. Like, see, I I felt gutted that I'd, I felt like I'd wasted twenty six years of my life. I don't feel like that now because I I realized that the grounding and all the punches that I've taken over the years to get to this point is what's been worth it to me and to you know, to have that English lifestyle and that harder upbringing, I think done me some good. But, you know, when you first get there and you kind of see the opulence and the abundance and everything that an, a young Australian has compared to a young English guy, I'm like, holy fuck. This is just mm. un, unbelievable, bro. It? And it was, a lot to, it was a lot to overcome. I remember... Uh, well, it's,
0: it's
1: not even... Oh, you go, go. No, so I, was, I was just a sage-cooper. I remember being there on the... I remember sat there on the beach after a week. And I, I, I just sat there and I decided I was going to live there. I decided, right, this is it. I'm putting my stake in the ground. I'm going to live here. I don't know how I'm going to live here. I don't know how I'm going to get a visa here. I'm on this tourist working visa. I don't know what I've got to do to get, to get, to get moving on here, but I'm staying here. That was it. Week one. Mm. Stake in the ground. <laughs> Figure it out.
0: And, and I love it. And the way that you said that then, I think, because majority of my audience is Australia, I think about 70% of my audience is Australian. I think a beautiful way the way that you said like you get so much more here in Australia it's not necessarily monetary more because there's obviously plenty of class and plenty of variety here in Australia but just the baseline of the beauty of where we live the temperature of where we live the culture the there's so much that we have that is amazing and that's I think hopefully everyone listening right now just can be grateful for your reflection then of what your upbringing was like compared to maybe majority of my audience here in Australia, whether even if they came from high class, low class, wherever, just being yeah. in Australia is a lottery ticket.
1: Bro, like, like just, I call Australia, the lucky sperm club. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if, you're pa- if your, if your parent if your parents are Australian, then you get conceived in Australia and you come out of that womb into this world, bro, into, into Australia with a fucking Australian passport. Welcome to the 26 million in the Lucky Sperm Club because you have just won the fucking lottery, the genetic lottery. I'm not being funny, right? I, it's, it's fucking nuts. It's nuts to me. Literally. How you lot you lot are just walk, walking around like, oh, I'm an Australian. I want to go to Europe. Are you fucking for real, mate? Like, <laughs> give your head a wobble. Give your head a wobble. Have a look around where you are. And unless you're in fucking windy like you know, you are doing all right. You know, if yeah. if if you, if you if you and and here is the thing that most most Aussies don't understand: just move to the best parts of Australia. Move to the move to the Gold Coast. Move to the Sunshine Coast. Move to the you know, move to the Perth of the world, like where, wherever the best place is. But like you know, you, it's abundant. It's abundant, yeah. and I I I I love the place, and it was, it was the best thing. It was the best right. thing for me. I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Mate, I love that. Good on you. That's um, some some beautiful words and probably some very viral content from that little sperm lottery. I love that.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> it, is. Uh, it won, is. You won. You won. You won. You won the fucking lottery, you bastards! Like, what are you talking about? How how can you moan? How can you moan about being in the lucky sperm club? I mean, seriously, come on, come on. You yeah, were, we're, sec- we're you're born blessed.
0: <clears throat> the second most prescribed antidepressant country in the world. How does that sit with you with the sperm lottery? Isn't that crazy stuff? per
1: capita. I, th- I, I yeah okay well I let, I can break that down for you because it's yeah, because I of, to hear your you know, opinion
0: on that.
1: <clears throat> yeah so as so I don't I don't drink, I don't smoke and the only drugs I've ever done is a mushroom journey with Lino who you know um, and stuff like that so I don't I don't entertain any of that stuff, right? But in Australia the culture is because you've had it so good, I feel like Australians get really bored because of how good they've had it. So they love they, they they take drinking to a whole new level. Like the, the the drinking culture is like we're gonna we're gonna go to Burley Pav on a fucking Wednesday afternoon, and, and and be there till ten, and then go to work tomorrow. And it's and it's not even frowned upon. No one thinks anything less about it. it it's 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 this lifestyle. That it's it's the culture of of copious amounts of drinking you're drinking something that's make that's a depressant that's bringing your energy the auric energy field down you know your body is electricity electricity is what attracts everything to you so if you want abundance why would you bring why would you bring your field in Mm. you need to bring your field out so like it's all this going on I know there's a lot of people that struggle all over the world I know there's a lot of people that struggle in Australia I, I would just ask anyone that's 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 feeling like they're struggling or feeling like they're going uphill battle like frankie how can you say this is a lucky country blah blah, blah blah you get whatever you vision in life eventually so why would you choose to think of it as a disempowering place when it could be such an empowering place to you so like how you reframe your mind is how you see the world so mm-hmm. if you want to reframe your mind from today Maybe just look at the things that aren't taking you in the direction that that you want to go in, and then and remove them. And I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give you all a system to do this right now because this I think this will change your life. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on this, right? So I have the I have this thing in my life called radical honesty. I approach all areas of my life with it. Sometimes I don't like what I'm telling myself, but it's radically honest. And I need to if if I'm honest, I can move. If I'm not honest, I can't move forward. So I like to ascertain and and correlate where I'm going in my life because I'm 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 going in a dire I'm going in a direct direction correlated to two things, the people I'm surrounded by and the habits that I perform. Now habits are both good and bad. People are both good and bad. So I the first thing I do is I write down all the people that I've hung around with in the last thirty days on this side of the page, and then I write um, positive and negative in two columns and I put a line down the middle on this side of the page. On this side of the page, I write down all the habits, good and bad, that I'm doing in my life. Okay, I'm drinking. I'm doing drugs. I'm also going to the gym. I'm I'm eating well. Da-da-da-da-da. So I write down all the habits, positive and negative. And then I write positive and negative on that side of the page. Now I've got, now I've got this journal. I'm looking at it and I'm pr- approaching it with radical honesty. And then I go like this, right. I've got this guy called Craig in my life. I see him three times a week. Is he positive or negative on me? Like, do I, because, and I just want to give you context and clarity as to why I say that. Because every experience that you have with another human being never leaves you the same. So, me meeting Cooper today and Cooper meeting me, Cooper's going to leave this conversation with me either feeling more positive about his interaction with Frankie Lee or more negative about his interaction. I never leave Cooper the same. So, if that's the truth then, which it is, and I've found it all through my life, every person on this every person on this side of the uh, journal that you've put down here is going to leave you more positive or more negative for the experience that they've brought to your life. And it's up to you to be radically honest with what they're, what they're doing. So you tick positive or negative. Okay, now you've got a clear picture of the people you're surrounded by. Now go over to your habits. Now go through all your habits, the drinking, the drugs, the this, the that, blah, 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 blah. Positive or negative, it affects in your life. Okay, here's where it gets, here, here's where you can get super clear. I'm not telling you that if, if drinking's come up as one of your bad habits and you're doing it five days a week, you've got to quit drinking. But I'm saying you can now cut it down because you know what the habit is and you're looking at it. I'm not saying that you've got to cut Craig out of your life if he's a negative influence, but if you're seeing Craig three times a week, maybe see him one time a week because you... and, and, and and now, incre- and then if you find that Jenna is a positive influence on your life, maybe, and you're only seeing her once a week, maybe see her three times a week in your life because she's positive energy to you. You add value to her, she adds value to you, you move forward. And all these, on, on this system alone, if you actually approach it with, with the detail it needs to be and the radical honesty, it will change your life because you'll identify where your energy goes up, down, left, right, sideways. It'll identify all the habits that you need to cut down over a period of time not just eliminate some you can just eliminate straight away like do you know what i'm saying but the, it, it really does allow you to raise your energy in, in all forms yourself and transform your life
0: i love it man it, it just it reminds me so much of just extreme ownership i don't know if you've read jocko willings book the um, navy seal incredible stuff but it's just all about every part of our life we have to take extreme ownership and i love this idea of actually putting it in front of your face and having it there to do a bit of an audit of your life. And so many of us are almost fearful of doing that or don't have the time or, you Know, distract ourselves. It's the age old. If, like, we've got five minutes to ourselves, what do most of us do? We go on our phone, we don't sit with stillness and try and clear out what's going on. We try and distract. So, I'm sure everyone would have got something out of um, that beautiful little lesson you taught. I want to keep moving through the story because there's a few things I still want to get to, and I know where I'm um, going to get pretty close. No, yeah, but... no, we've
1: we, 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 we got time. If you've got time, I'll, I'll make time. Uh, it's all good. Okay. Carry, on. No, Carry no,
0: on. no, I appreciate it. Well, let's go now. You're in Australia. We've got this amazing lesson. We've won the sperm lottery. What's that first chapter look like in Australia? You've decided, you know what? I'm sitting on the beach. I'm gonna be a resident here. What's the next step? What? What was that journey in carpentry uh, and boxing I, before you got into the podcast and um sales and I, yeah, there's, there's still cool steps to come here.
1: I took it. took a job. So the first time I went broke in Australia was was inside the first couple of months. I took a job with a tyler in Brisbane um, because I couldn't get a carpentry job at the time. And I went working for him for three weeks. And at the end of the three weeks, he didn't pay me. So I'm now let, I'm now having to ring my mum up in the UK and ask her to borrow a thousand dollars so that I can afford to eat. Because for like three or four days there, I just had peanut butter, bread and an apple. You know what I'm saying? So like that, that's the kind of level I got. I sat, I sat there on the, on the, on the beach in the Gold Coast and I was like literally in tears running down my face because I thought to myself, how the fuck can a man of my ability put himself in this position? So it, it it was it was a humbling experience to go to have to go back to my mom and say like Do you know what? can you just send me a thousand dollars I'll get I'll get you back in a couple of weeks this guy's not paid me but it's like you know it's like I, I that 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 hurt me a lot I'd never asked the pride, her for money you know what I'm yeah. saying but it hurts you as a man like and then yeah, you see yeah. these eighteen you see these eighteen year olds driving around in this opulence abundance and everything else and you're sat there and like fuck me. I just want a chance, you know what I'm saying? I just want to, I just want to break free of this. And I, t- I, t- I turn that situation round. I, I then get this next job. I get, I go on a labor hire agency and I go for $35 an hour now. And I go as a, I go as a, I think I'm going, I realized that in Australia, I, I'd been, I'd done shop fitting in the UK, but we don't, we didn't, we didn't call it. We like, we called it shop fitting, but we didn't call ourselves a shop fit. We just a carpenter. The Joinery. Shop mm-hmm. But, 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 but I realized in Australia that that, that as a carpenter you earn thirty five, that you earn like twenty seven dollars, twenty eight dollars at the time. But as a shop fit, you earn thirty five to fifty. So I was like, right, I'll be a shop fit then. So, i I get this job at um, at Ru, at Rabina Ru, Zara store there. was a Zara store at Rabina at the time, and it was the first Zara, uh, first flagship Zara, I think, at the time in in Australia, and um, they. I started working for them and the Spanish architect saw saw what I was doing compared to Australian joiners and, and he said like he, in, in broken Spanish English he's like this man you, you take take him everywhere to do all cabinetry round Australia like because he's he's good he's fucking good you know he's very very you know all this all this stuff very articulate and I was like cuz I had a real eye for detail so that they came over to me and said to me how much do you want to come around australia with and and like to to me $35 was was a lot of money bro like a lot of money to me back then and i was just thinking fuck me like so i was like ah oh, you know $55 and they snapped my arm off cuz some of these other geezers were getting $75 80 i didn't realize right <laughs> so i got i got i got i got paid like $55 plus travel allowance plus this plus that anyway so i then go traveling all around australia I've only been here like a month at this point. I go travelling all around Australia. I go, I I go, I go fit out the store in Perth. I go fit out the store um, in Bondi Junction, or yeah, I go and do a couple of Zara's in Melbourne. I go, I go to these different, all these different cities. I'm away for like six, eight, ten weeks. I come back. I've got like thirty grand in the bank. I've worked twelve-hour days. I've been around miserable fuckers it's because everyone in shop is miserable divorcing from their wife hate life etc cetera, etc cetera. so I come back I've got this 30 grand in the bank now I've never seen 30 grand in the bank in my entire life like 30,000 Australian and I took that money and I found that you needed to do this carpentry test called and and this IELTS test for English and I, I paid for those and Everything I knew, I I studied this visa system and I realized that there was a, not a loophole in the system, but there was a self-sponsorship 189 visa that you can apply for. So I literally made, I I, I literally studied and studied and studied this visa and realized I could do it myself. And I applied for that visa on on Christmas Day, uh, 2014, and I was a permanent resident of Australia on the 23rd of February, 2015. Like, it was instant because they needed carpenters, they needed, and as soon as I got that visa, I did carpentry for a few more months, and then I used my, used the money that I'd saved up by doing carpentry and shop fitting for a few more months and a few more tours, to set my boxing gym up, called Frankie Knuckles Boxing Gym on the Gold Coast in Tedder, just off Tedder Avenue, and um that's, and and that was another pivotal point in my life, because I was earning a thousand dollars a week out of this boxing gym is it was I was doing my passion I was but I wasn't earning no money essentially and one day this this guy rings me up this is this is this was pivotal in my life changed my life forever and his name was James Gray and uh, he's still a good friend of mine a mentor of mine now he's done he's done millions in marketing and and all that stuff and I I was a one-to-one trainer right training people for boxing and uh, he came in my gym and he basically said This came to me to lose weight. Whilst we're going through this process of helping him lose weight and me training him and me doing boxing, I didn't realise it at the time, but I was getting mentored. I was getting taught. I I, I was actually learning more than probably what he was from losing the weight. He was teaching me about reading and what books I should read in and how the route to success is you've got to learn sales first and all this kind of stuff, this, that, and the other. Like, and he's asking me all these questions that were making me ask more of myself, getting me to read, getting me to, getting me to visualize, getting me to meditate, getting me to do all this different stuff. And it changed my life forever, bro, because I realized that if I keep swapping my time for money as a boxing trainer, I cannot get to where I want to go. So this was where the pivot. Came into sales. Now, the first sales job I took, I, I flopped. I didn't didn't sell. I only did a few appointments. I didn't sell much because I was in marketing. But the second sales role I got changed my life. I literally, I thought to myself, right after I got, after I fell off in one week of this other sales job, I thought to myself, right, I need to, I need to level up my life. I need to, I need to, I need to smash this sales thing. So I downloaded a pirate copy of the Jordan Belford straight line sales system. And I spent the whole weekend watching the straight line sales system and indoctrinating myself in it. I started this sales job on Monday. The whole team in this section was doing $45,000 a month in sales between about three of them, right? Inside the first month for that sales role, I'd done 165K revenue for that business. So I, it, it changed my life changed my life and I was selling everybody I, I, I we were doing like a, a version of like reputation management at the time and and they were selling all these like small clients and I was selling the big clients I was selling like famous names in Australia and and big businesses and all this kind of stuff and I was selling it selling it selling it and I was I, was, I just dialed it in and and that that was another thing then that along my journey that that changed my life because now i just opened up the door to abundance because when you can sell you can absolutely change your life uncapped and that's kind of my journey to that point mate
0: Wow, and then that brings you to what, like twenty eighteen sort of vibe, twenty seventeen, and then the I want to yeah, I want to hear about once you start doing well in podcasting because then content removal comes about. How'd you see the gap in the market with that? And that's um, I
1: I I was speaking to a I was speaking to a client on a sales call, um, with with this company, and they said to me they said to me on the phone the words said to me was like Frankie. We're paying all this money to push it down. Wouldn't it just be easy to remove it? And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, content removal. And I went, what do you mean content removal? And they're like, well, can't can't you just remove the online content? And I was like, oh, yeah. So I go on to GoDaddy. I type in content content removal. Contentremoval.com comes up there. It's $500. I'm like, I'm buying that. So I buy this, I buy this domain name. I didn't realise at the time, but contentremoval.com was aged, a 12 year aged domain. It was like one of the originals, right? Um, it'd been pre-aged. So it already had websites on it doing similar things, but but it, it fell out of laps and, and dilapidated. You so I picked it up, it. I put it in I put it in my pocket. for context, I didn't have a contract while I was selling for this company. So they obviously want me to sign a contract, and I'm like, well if you want me to sign a contract, because I'm such a good salesman compared to all these other people that you've got in this office, I I realized, because I've been reading, I realized about equity and I wanted equity in the business. Now, I asked for 5% equity in that business to lead the sales for the whole organization and to train the salespeople as well in my spare time to make sure that they were doing what I was doing so we could all make more money, right? But they came back and they offered me like half a percent, one percent. And I was like, now, fuck this. I I I reckon I can earn more than that myself on my own doing doing my own thing. I didn't have a plan for contentremover.com when I left. So I just I just leave, right? I I leave. And and I go and sit I've got cash in the bank, so I'm like I'm just going to sit on the beach and think. So I'm sit sat on the beach thinking. And I get this phone call. And this phone call's from one of my previous people, one of the previous big 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 celebrities uh teams in Australia talking to me about reputation stuff. And I just said to him um, they said to me, oh, we want to go ahead with some reputation stuff. I said, have you ever thought about removing the content? And they said to me, what, what do you mean? I said, well, have you, uh, I've, I've, I've got this thing um, where we, we, we can now remove content for people like you and if and, and basically, instead of pushing it down, we solve the issue now. So I tell them about this concept that I've got for content removal in my head and they're like, well, that sounds interesting. I said, I'll tell you what, send me 10 links. I said, send me 10 links Um and and to look at, so they send me these ten links to look at. I so I put I thought fuck this, I'm running it. So I thought I sent them back a a, um, a proposal that said, hey, client name, this is what you're facing. You're also facing a lot more beyond this. Um, the way that we work is monthly retainers. With this, it's eleven thousand five hundred a month monthly retainer. Um, what we'll do is. Once we'll remove five for you, and once we remove five of these eleven, that'll unlock the eleven thousand a month contract, right? So, and bearing in mind, Cooper, I didn't know how to remove content, bro. Like, so I, I, have no, I have no idea. I, they've they've come back to me and gone, yeah, we'll run that. I'm gone, fuck. <laughs> so there yeah. I am, bro. I, am sat there and I'm like just fucking trying to figure out how to remove images, how to remove, every, how to remove everything. Anyway, bro. After about four weeks I've removed five of these things. How it do you remove over. something?
0: Like from the internet. That's a totally that's
1: a totally new podcast. But that's but but anyway, I removed five yeah. of these things for for this thing and it unlocks me this contract and I send this invoice bro, and I I've in one client, I got one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars of revenue from a thought that I had on my head in the beach. On the beach, I'm like, "Holy fuck, I'm running this up, right?" So I, so I then, ah. so then, so, so then I, then I go and sign other clients related to in similar niches, fashion, fashion models on the Gold Coast, and this, that, and the other. And I start looking after all of them, and I start looking after them for like about anywhere between eighty to a hundred grand a pop, and they start signing deals with me and inside I'd say two months I had like probably like 500,000 Australian dollars worth of worth of uh, money in the business do you know what I mean so it's like it was a crazy time 2017 because I took myself from literally like broke on the beach with a bag of clothes to boxing gym owner to out the boxing gym doing one-to-ones to to sales to life-changing and that was it light bulb mate and then I just ran it but what happened was I ran content removal and ran it and ran it and ran it just searching for money for years and years and years, bro. Years and years. And then I got back to England. Uh, I, I, I thought my time in Australia was coming to an end in 2019. So I come back to the UK in June 2019. And from June to September 2019, I spent English summer here. And I was getting to the end of my time because you asked me about the podcast. I was getting to the end of my time and I thought to myself, hang on a minute. I'm earning this money online. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing things that people say I'm passionate about. Uh, well, not passionate about, but I'm not doing anything I'm passionate about. I'm not speaking into the world in the way that I feel I can speak into the world.
0: Mm.
1: So out of frustration, bro, I take my laptop down to the, to the spare room. I've had this podcast idea in my head forever and I just, no mic, no nothing. I just recorded my 2020 vision, bro spoke it in you can still listen to it now it's on the frankie Mm -hmm. lee podcast if you want to listen to it um and i just spoke it and then i recorded it and i put it out on the anchor app and i left it bro i just left it and then i went i went back to australia because i had to fly back to get my um they were going to present me with my uh like a citizenship ceremony in on the on on the on the valentine's day 2020 is when they presented me with with this uh, citizenship in Australia, which was a beautiful moment for me, so I had to fly back to Australia to get that. I flew back, got that, we got locked, we got locked we get locked down then in March now I'm stuck and then that's and then that's when I'm like, "Fuck this, let's go with the podcast. everyone's stuck in one location, everyone's stuck in the gold Coast, and I just I just ran it up from there um it was it was a it was a, it was a fucking mental thing but um before before that I went to a clairvoyant right when I got back in Australia, and she said to me. Um, she said to me, um, "You're going to meet someone from Hollywood on your on your journey, and for some when you, once you've met him, you'll find your voice. And when you find your voice, you'll do what you do." And she didn't know about the podcast or anything like this, and I was not thinking about the podcast. But I go out, I go to my mates in Mermaid Beach. I, we we go for a walk. We, me and my mate Aaron, we go start walking on the beach, and we look we look left, and we look right, and we look left, and we look down the beach, and. And there's this surf competition going on, like you know, the, the all the grommets are out there doing the doing the lifeboarding, whatever you call it, surf lifesaving, all that stuff, right? And then we look right, and we're looking at the beach, and my mate goes, "That's Tom Hanks," and I went, "You what? What are you talking about?" He goes, "Bro, that is Tom Hanks. I'm telling you, that's Tom Hanks." And uh, and he looks at me, and he goes to me with a, he looked at me with a definite purpose in his eyes, and he said to me. That's Tom Hanks. And if me and you don't go to talk to Tom Hanks now, we're never going to get the chance to talk to Tom Hanks. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is never, never happening. We're not going to meet Tom Hanks again. So let's just, let's just circle round. If, if I'm right in what I'm saying, that's Tom Hanks. We'll talk to him. So we do this loop round. We we, 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 we walk, we walk um, towards him as he's walking past and it's Tom Hanks with security guard. And then we circle back and my mate goes to me like, it's, it's, it's now or never, mate. If you, if you know, we've got, we're going to meet this, we've got to meet Tom Hanks if you've got the opportunity to. I'm like, fuck it. So I, we, we go, we go and we start talking to Tom Hanks, his security. They're real nice people. We go on this 20 minute walk with Tom Hanks. He's telling me all this stuff about, and it just, and that was the trigger that I needed to spark this. He's like, he, he said, to, he said to me, what, what do you want to do? And I went, oh, you know, I want to start this podcast. He says, "Well, have you started it?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, why are not you doing it?" Because, well, because this is. He says, "Why are you feeling like that kind of lack in your life? Get on with it. Start speaking. That's how you. Do you think I started doing films by not by not acting? Like, come on, like just start doing wow. it. And that was that was the voice that she was talking about that kickstarted the podcast. So it's like it all came it all came round serendipitous. Like this this clairvoyant tells me this thing. Next thing yeah. you know but it's
0: amazing. there's no coincidences in life is there
1: it, it, it was not but she actually said to me she said to me as well that it that it would that um my face would go to millions of people but what she didn't what I didn't what I didn't understand at that time was that Tom Hanks would get COVID a couple of weeks later and my image of me and him and Aaron on the beach was used on all the news articles around the world at the time no. and it was on the tv it was on the tv it was all over australia and everything else so like what i thought she meant something else and it, it meant something else so that you can get this guidance in life but sometimes it doesn't mean what you think is going to mean but oh, that was man. like the that was that was the journey mate and and kind of like there's a few other bits in between that but you know oh, i just want to well,
0: we'll have to catch up for another chat i mean in fact, we could talk for ages i'm sure yeah, I just feel like your story is just so interesting. The content removal idea is just like so genius. Like having clients and retainers who need stuff taken down, and like you said, adding value. It's going to cost them more to have to squash a story for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I may as well pay someone to get rid of it. What a great business idea! And then like the podcast and the clairvoyant, you dude, you got such great stories. I love it. I love it so much, mate.
1: It's 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 um. Mate, it's it's just it's just a case of like you 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 life presents you with these circumstances and they, and I want everyone to understand this right because obviously this is a bit about me telling my story but I wanna I want I want you guys to leave this with some value. It's like your your story is so uniquely different. Mm. No one will be able to conceptualize what you've been through as a listener to this podcast and everything else. Like no one's so just just write every day as if it's your last day. Just this content removal thing that I ended up doing and, and, and make him, uh, millions of dollars out over the years that, that just can't, I, I was sat on a fucking beach just like looking at the fucking sea and someone rings me up on a random fucking Tuesday when I'm meant to be, when I'm meant to be somewhere else. And, 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 and my whole life just changed. Do you know what I'm saying? And that That's client crazy. and that client uh, stayed with me for like six years of business We're friends now, you know it all goes on and, and like there's so many other things that i could tell you like that just just serendipitously work and, and you kind of meet people and right
0: it's been so cool i guess i'll finish with what are you up to now i know i mean like i said we could probably do another podcast hopefully we can do another one maybe when you're back in oz we can catch up in person i'm um, sure we yeah, yeah have sure a good old yarn but i just want to catch up to what you're doing now because i just listened to your 2024 goals on your podcast that you put out the other day and the big yeah. focus this year is to try and teach more people how to unlock that kind of full potential, which you seem to have found for yourself, but are continuing to strive for. So I guess this is just a bit of a chance to, before we wrap up, to let people know what you're up to now. And um, yeah, if you want to point anyone towards the stuff that you're doing now or any of the new podcast yeah, stuff. So, um,
1: so, so, so like the the, the, pod, the, podca- the podcast is my apex predator because it allows me to get in the most ears and, and effectively change people's lives i have a why statement for my podcast before i even started it. it is to help people break patterns and flip perspectives in their life so they can have more clarity more focus and more success in what they're meant to be doing right so there's a there's an inherent why behind everything i do and i'm trying to transform you through my journey through other people's journeys through people like kayla had through people like you know mitch third through people like you know people that own massive companies like gymshark grenade all these companies too so i'm that's all on there. That's all on the Frankie Lee podcast. That's all free to go and listen to. And I want you to consume it. And I want you to move forward the same way that you are moving forward with the good human stuff. It's 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 epic. That's 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 what I am kind of here for. But in order, what I realized this year and what you are talking about, Cooper, Cooper, for me is like I realized that the boxing coaching and working at world title level and all that stuff that we didn't get, we didn't touch upon. Like that stuff was all good, but I realized my ladder was lent against the wrong wall when I was coaching that and that when I was a coach for boxing, I was doing it to prove other people wrong. But then how it came back round to circle and finish this podcast is I realized the other day that with the journeys that I've been on and with this certain amount of success that I've had and the ups, the downs and the punches that I've taken, And having spoken to so many elite fighters at top level and had to get in their mind at the most pivotal moments in their careers, I realized I have the ability to change people's minds like that. And I thought I have to step back into being a coach. I have to step back into working with people one-to-one. And eventually I'll do groups and stuff. And eventually I want to step on stage like you and talk to thousands of people. I haven't quite got there yet. I've only done it once, but you know that's that's kind of that's kind of my vision. So this year is all about stepping into the the coaching stuff, working with people one to one, adding value to their lives. Let them tell me what they're what they think they're struggling with, and then me removing all the bullshit around why mm. you think you're struggling, and actually get into the, the 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 true art of moving you forward. And that's 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 my second focus, and then my and then my overall my overall focus, my overall goal is just to have the top education podcast in the world that makes people move and 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 operate in a whole different spectrum of reality because that's all I want for every single one of you just to just to find what you're meant to be doing and do that, not to fuck Mate. around with all the other shit in between.
0: Mate, it's such a beautiful purpose that you seem to be living in life and you've got such good validation to be actually... Teaching that stuff. There's so many coaches in our days that haven't created that multi-million dollar business that haven't got that super successful podcast. You've actually got the runs on the board. You've gone through the journey, and everyone listening to this podcast has learnt a lot of the journey. I'm sure there's still plenty more to to learn along the way. But you've got the runs on the board. You've had the big ideas. You've had the success, and you've got such a variety of different skills that I'm sure anyone who works with you is going to learn a lot. And anyone who listens to your podcast like myself learned so much. And I know from the few lessons you did get to share along your journey today, you have such a unique way of telling stories for people to actually get a lot of value out of it and to bring that shift in perspective. So I've got a lot out of today. I've got a lot out of um, a lot of your content. So I thank you for that. But I do finish all of my podcasts with the same question for everyone. And I'm really excited to hear your answer for this. So what does being a good human mean to Frankie Lee?
1: Being, being a good human means to me that you've got to turn up as a, you owe the world to turn up as the best version of yourself as soon as possible. So if you, you've got to ask yourself, are you doing that? And if you're not, you've got to start doing it. There's been times along this journey in my life and many other times that I haven't turned up as the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And that's not really delivering my value to the world. It's not really helping people move forward. And if you want to have any impact on the world or, any, or any, touch the world in any way, you've got to turn up as the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? And, be, and being a good human is first looking at how you're presenting yourself to the world. Because it's never about what's happening externally. It's always about the internal conversation that you have to manage. And if you can manage the internal conversation, you can manage your external reality.
0: Mm, i love that mate very well put and a um, beautiful way to finish this podcast so i'll um leave in the show notes for everyone listening your podcast your content removal website your um social media stuff as well which i'm sure you know just as much as maybe yeah, if you enjoy the episode anyone listening right now please tag both myself and frankie lee on instagram would love to know what you think of the episode leave us um some of those interacts on spotify reviews on apple and all that good stuff but, yeah thank you so much for jumping on good humans
1: and just let me finish with one thing yeah, as well, because like, I, I, I know this pod, podcast game inside out like you, but I, I just want to say to all of you that listen to Cooper's podcast, like he, he's out here doing the reps the same as me, right? The, 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 the least you can do if you get value out of one of his episodes is to share it on social media, to tag him in it, to, to put him out there to more people. I think when you see a man here that's swinging the bat in life, trying to hit the ball just just and he's offering you value in life i just think that you know reciprocate that value and put it and and share it with the world share it with other people share it in whatsapp groups share it with the group of the girls like just just help this man like he's trying to help you because i think that's that's where you will get more abundance in your life by showing gratitude for the the work that he's doing for you
0: mate i I really really appreciate that it's so well put i'm sure i'll get plenty of shares because of that but anyway thanks so much for jumping on good humans podcast much love